to take away from this retreat pure happiness, new friends, new amazing friends, and the confidence to live my life again. My favorite part, because it's the most important part, is the healing. I don't remember a time when I was more embraced and cradled and there was an angel in every single woman in this group for me. Every person deserves to have this experience, to have this awakening and to feel fulfilled in their life. I could not have asked for a better six days of my life. You become a better person, you meet awesome people, you go home with a whole new tribe of soul sisters. If you're thinking about doing this, do it. There's no reason not to. This October, I'm taking a select group of women to Mexico to experience themselves in a whole new light. Not only will we be doing the healing work, creating mindset shifts, and learning self-love tools, we will also be playing on the beach, resting by the pool, and bonding together in sisterhood. If you're feeling ready for the girls' trip of a lifetime, join us. You can apply today at kelseyaida.com retreat. Space is limited, so take inspired action now. And a pro tip, you can invite a friend to save $500 each on enrollment. I'll see you in paradise. Hello, beautiful people on the other side of this podcast. We love you so much. We're excited to hang out with you again um, today on How Vibin' It. So thanks for being here with us. Also, we have a couple quick shout outs to some of our new Patreon peeps. So we love you, Marina, Faguni, and Sam. Thank you for being a part of our Patreon and supporting the show. We are also having so much fun reading your guys' reviews lately, and we thank everyone for reviewing the show because we are officially a five-star podcast on Apple Podcasts, which is really, really cool statistic. We've got 4.9 stars over on Spotify, so if a couple more of you want to hit that five-star button, that would be greatly appreciated. But yeah, we're just really excited to hang out with you guys every week you know, put little magic in your earbuds and help you live your best life via having empowering conversations, having cool guests on, talking about all the fun stuff that we like to talk about. And today we thought it would be fun to interview each other because (laughs) we really haven't dove into our stories in a while. And, you know, we always have guests on, we talk to them about their stories, their teachings, how to work with them. And we kind of wanted to use that little not script but format to interview each other so you guys could get to know us better and you know connect with us on an even deeper level via this podcast yeah and just a side note coming up in the next couple episodes um kelsey and i thought it would be really cool to give you some of our more interactive content we're going to be taking a mini break but you'll never notice it because we're still giving you fresh stuff um, so if you notice we have we don't have guests on in the next few weeks, it's because we are taking some much needed R&R and uh, giving you some meditations, hypnosis instead, uh, so you can, you know, take part and start to see some of the benefits of this stuff. So Kelsey's going to Mexico. I'm not doing anything that exciting, but, you know, resting. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be resting. I'll be in Mexico. I'll be in Savannah, Georgia. I'm just so busy these days doing all the things, but 
all good, all good things, all yes. good things to be busy with. We but. haven't taken a break in a while, so we needed this one. <laughs> this is our like 150th ish episode, which is wild. Crazy. Because we started this show like a couple of years ago with Voice America. And now we've been doing it on our own for at least over like 100 it's episodes. Literally, if you guys, if there's anyone who's been with us since episode one shout like, out to the day oneers please email us because i feel like we need to give them something special if you've been with us since day one i want to know who you are so reach out also uh, i know we gave shout outs to patrons but i just wanted to say if you want to be shouted out on the show if you want to be part of our vip high vibe in it fam just go to patreon.com slash high vibe and you get all the good uh bonus content extended episodes depending on which cheer you get uh, you'll get some bonus uh, items from Kelsey and I as well. So it's really, really worth it <laughs> to be there. Yeah. Fun way to support the show and be just more included in the High Vibe family. Mm-hmm. With that being said, who wants to go first? Should I, I be the interviewer or the interviewee? Is that what it's called? <laughs> um, let's rock, paper, scissors for it. Okay. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. Rock. Yeah. Paper, paper, scissors. scissors, shoot. You're supposed to do shoot. Shoot. Oh, I thought yeah, you rock, just paper, did it on scissors, the third shoot. one. Okay, ready? Ready? Let's okay, try again. again. That mm-hmm. didn't we'll work. Be this, really but fast. for anyone who wasn't watching on the Patreon, I had a paper and Lindsay had scissors, just for the record. Retry. Okay, retry. Here we go. Rock, rock paper, scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. Oh, we both picked rock. <laughs> okay, last one. This that is a tiebreaker. Tiebreaker. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. <laughs> I got scissors. She got paper. Okay, so what does All that right. mean? That that means oh well, we didn't really establish Please that. But how about this? You interview you. I'll be the interviewee first. Okay. You ask me questions, and then I will shoot them right okay. back at you uh, on the second half. Okay, I like it. We got the timer going. We don't want to go over. All right. So today's guest is Miss Lindsay Robinson. She is a hypnotherapist, worldwide renowned helper of subconscious minds. And she is here today to share her story and, you know, give us some cool tidbits about what's going on in our brains. (laughs) Yes. How's that intro? That is, you know what? I think that's my favorite one that I've ever had. Oh my gosh, look at me go. It's because I know you the best. So Ms. Lindsay is here today joining us on the pod and it's going to be really fun. Of course, we have to start with the question of Lindsay. Yes. Tell us your story. Give us the background info. How did you become Lindsay Robinson, world-renowned hypnotherapist? You just keep getting better with these intros. World renowned. Okay. Well, I did have a TikTok just reach like a hundred thousand views. So I think that's famous guys. (laughs) Okay. But it had nothing to do with hypnosis. It was all about the Johnny Depp trial. So if you want to see it, go to my TikTok. It's literally just my name, but I will tell you, um, yeah, I'll tell you kind of what got me here. Do you want me to just like do the, the rundown that I normally do on podcasts? I guess that would be appropriate. But you got to give us like a little more than the usual because this is your podcast. So feel free to okay. elaborate in certain parts. Okay. I'm just saying, you know how I talk. So just stop me when when it gets too much. But basically, I uh, grew up like super weird child. I was not like my family, which most of you listening probably aren't like your family in a good way. Um, you may be the black sheep. And that was me for sure. Like even at a young age, I knew 100% I was not going to stay in the small town of Michigan that I grew up in. I just knew it. Like you just know you're not supposed to be there or that it has served its purpose and now you must move on. So 
you know, I would always find myself in the local historical cemetery looking at graves and trying to guess how they died. This is not a joke. I really did this. Um, and I just thought I was, you know, so connected spiritually. And, and as a kid, like you think, I always knew there was something more and something bigger about humans. Like we're not just walking around in meat side. Like I, I just knew that that was not all of it. As a kid though, I translated that to like ghosts, right? And like spirits and hauntings. And I really wanted to be a ghost hunter or a <laughs> uh, like criminal investigator because serial killers always fascinated me as well. Just like how the mind works and like what what happens in their brain that makes this pleasurable to to kill people or to get something out of it in that way. So I really wanted to do that forensic psychologist uh, also. And I studied it in college and realized very quickly that I cannot handle that much death all the time. The textbooks have the worst pictures you can ever see. Oh. Um, and yeah, I realized quickly, like, you know what, maybe, uh, maybe this is not for me, but I still had, had always been fascinated with like, you know, spiritual stuff. So I've decided to go the lighter side of like, you know, past life regressions. And that really happened when I read the book, Destiny of Souls, Journey of Souls. I talk about it a lot on the show. Uh, Michael Newton wrote these books. I believe it's Dr. Michael Newton. I don't want to miss, miss say his name or designation, but he wrote these books and he's basically a hypnotherapist who decided to take people back into like the in-between space from the last life just lived before going to the next life. So the, the process of choosing their family, choosing their challenges, their life path, their soul uh, lessons based on where their soul is evolutionarily. And it just, when I read this book, I was 19 years old and I was in college studying forensic psychology. And I was like, oh my gosh, where has this book been my whole life? I decided that really helped me kind of decide that forensic psychology wasn't necessarily my thing. Uh, this is my thing. It's, it covers everything I wanted. It covered the spiritual aspect. It covered the mind aspect and everything that I was kind of hungering and thirsting for in, in my life purpose. So I very shortly after went to California. And one of the first things I did was go to a past life regressionist who studied under Michael Newton, made sure that I didn't want anyone unless they studied under him. And I had one of the most profound experiences. Anyway, fast forward, I, I still loved it, but I kind of tucked it back in my mind because now I'm in California and I have to like live, right? And you have to pay bills and get your life going and figure it out. I didn't want to be one of my many friends who came to California and then left very shortly after because they couldn't hack it and they just didn't want to struggle. <laughs> they, they, yeah, exactly. They didn't want to, they wanted to get off the struggle bus and just move back home with their family. And I, again, knew that that wasn't, that wasn't my answer. So I did, I figured it out. And then I, I met my now husband and had a couple, a couple, I had, I had one son in 2012. And then I was like, you know what, what do I want to do with my life? Cause I cannot go back to working retail for 50 hours a week, being like a retail manager in a GameStop. Just don't want to do it. Don't want to do it. Can't do it. Want to be home with my kid. What can I do? Um, and then immediately in my head, I heard hypnotherapy, <laughs> go do, go do fast life regressions. You could do this. And okay, wait, I, so I want to pause. So pause. that voice that you heard in your head, do you feel like that was like your higher self? Oh girl, or maybe I'll a get spirit there. guide or like, tell us more about this voice. This is, this is exactly why Where I is tell this it. information coming from. Yeah. This is why I tell it in this way, 
because I asked myself very specifically, not just what do I want to do? Because nothing came up there. Like, what do I want to do? I don't know. And I asked myself, okay, well, what do I like? If I could do what I liked, what would that be? And immediately I heard, oh, hypnosis, hypnotherapy, subconscious mind, past life regressions. And then immediately heard, now you can't do that. That's not safe. That's for other people to do. I very much specifically remember hearing that's for other people to do. You need to do, that's not safe. You need to do the safe thing. And then in my head, I was like, but why not me? Like, why can't I? Because everybody who's ever done this has had to start at this moment where they decide to do it. So why can't I do it? And, and I never really had asked myself what I liked, what I wanted to do before. I mean, I fantasized about it. I, I had thought about it, but I never took action with it. Um, but now I, I literally had a reason. And the reason was I have a baby and I don't want to be tethered to a job. I want to be able to figure it out for myself and bonus. I want to do what I want to do. What a concept. So I called this, um, <clears throat> I called the first, you know, hypnosis Institute that I Googled and happened to be right down the street from where I would have gone back to work incidentally. And I did, I took a tour and I called my husband from the, the next day I went to go take a tour at the Institute and I called my husband from the building. And I said, can I do this? Not really asking for for permission, but really like, please give me an excuse to not do this because this is big. And my husband being my husband said, do you really want to do this? I said, yeah. He goes, well, let's do it. We'll figure it out. We just got married. We just had a baby in my head. I'm like, are you crazy? Like, why are you letting me do this? Like who said I could do this? But he gave me every permission slip in the world that I didn't know that I needed at the time. Of course he would let me do whatever I wanted to do, but I was almost looking for him to give me an excuse not to do. I was looking for him to be the rational one, you know, cause I thought it was crazy and he didn't, he said, God love him. He said, do it. So I, I said, okay, well, if I feel supported with, by you, then I will absolutely do it. And I did it. And so never how long ever is hypnotherapy school. Is it like a certain number of hours or <laughs> well, mm, sorry, good question. Hypnotherapy is not regulated federally, which mm -hmm. means there's no, there's no rule by country. It's not regulated. It's not, it's regulated by state. So depending on the state that you're in, there's different things you're allowed to call yourself and different rules of practice and things like that. But because it's not regulated federally, there's really, it's like the wild west. Like I could, I could, if I was, you know, had zero training in hypnosis, but wanted to open a hypnosis school in my basement and call it, you know, get your doctorate in hypnotherapy. I could do that. There's nobody telling me that I can't do that. Um, so it's kind of on the person to figure out the best uh, training, which means how long is the training? What are the, you know, what are the hours? What are the regulations? And I really, based on that knowledge, feel so good that I landed where I did. I went to the Hypnosis Motivation Institute in Los Angeles, California. They offer distance training and in-person training. And since I lived in the county, I went to the in-person training. It's a year long. So it's six months of academic study and then six months of residency or internship where you just get your hours. If you do the in-person training, you have to reach a certain number of hours before you can graduate. I cannot remember what it was. It's either 300 or 500. It's 500 to get certified, 300 if you don't want to get certified. But of course I did want to get certified. So I did, um, I did the most <laughs> that I could possibly do. I graduated with honors. 
I got the director's award. I got the academic award. I got all the awards because I am that kid. I'm that person to like, if I'm going to do something, especially something I like and it's passionate to me, I'm going to do it the best I can do it. So, um, yeah, so it, it was a year, but, but literally like it is one of the few institutes in America. I think there's another one in Georgia that is even close to the amount of training that you get with this, with this institute. So I'm very, very proud of where I studied. I, I know because I worked in the distance department, which means I helped uh, train and teach hypnotherapists in that were doing long distance training. So I had to know what other schools taught because it's one of the most common questions. Well, what about this school? Have you heard of these people? You know, what is, what's different about you? So I had to know. And basically the, the rule of thumb is like, you're not going to find a school that teaches you for as long or as extensive or goes into depth the way that, that our school does, at least as of a couple of years ago, there wasn't any. So maybe there are new ones. I don't know, but I'm very happy for where I studied for sure. Hey, Lindsay here. What if I told you, you could get unlimited access to some of my best hypnotherapy mindset hacks and courses right at your fingertips. Anytime you want it. It's all inside my Align Your Mind membership. Joining AYM gets you instant access to my entire digital hypnotherapy library with topics for any desire you have, plus a huge selection of bonus content, courses, trainings, and resources for deep, long-lasting transformations that I reserve for members' eyes only. Whatever you desire to embody or release, I got you covered, and there's always something new to explore and benefit from. Your biggest desires are waiting to be achieved and the AYM membership can get you there. So to join and get more info, hit the link in the episode description and start exploring your limitless potential. Yeah. Did I answer Pretty the question? Sweet. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, I, I, I do believe that that voice that said to me, you know, do hypnotherapy <laughs> was probably my soul and I also very much am aware that the one that said, don't do it, it's not safe, was my blocks. What was my, was my programming telling me like, stay in this safe little comfortable bubble where you won't be hurt and you won't, you know, be, be in danger and everything will be fine. Um, the fine print there is like super boring and you're not going to feel free and it's very restrictive and you're not going to get to see your son as often as you want. And so I, I, the way that it felt to me was the same way that moving to California felt. It was the same way that becoming a mom felt. It was very, you know, we've talked on the show before about expansive fear and that's what it felt like. It felt like it, it's scary. I've never done anything like this before, but I know it's the right thing to do. And so I'm going to do it. Um, yeah. So, so, you know, it, it did feel very expansive and I, and I think that's what kind of helped me question it the way that I did and be like, well, wait a minute, but why not? Because it's like flipping a coin because you're not sure, but then it lands on one answer and you're not happy with that answer. And you, then you know how you really felt about it. So that's kind of what it was for me. It was like, I really do want to do this. And so I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. And I know that was my fear and limiting belief. So I was, I was happy that I was able to question it. And I know a lot of people can probably relate to that whether they listen to the limiting belief or their soul or not, you know, they, they know what it feels like to have that kind of conflicting conversation. I would say moral of the story, follow your dreams because it'll work out. Even if it's scary, because now fast forward to the present, maybe you can describe like some of your highest values in like in life and work and how you basically have those passions and use them to help people. 
What are my values? Yeah. Like, why do you do the work that you do? Okay. Well, you know how people say like, well, if I can do it, you can do it. It's like, sure, whatever. But I kind of feel like it's a little bit of that where it's like, I, the only, the only thing I feel like I was equipped with is a sense that I was meant for something more. A sense that I was not going to just marry my high school sweetheart and pop out a bunch of kids. That was so prevalent in in the place that I grew up and people just seemed fine with it. And I found myself looking around and being like, how are you okay with this? How are you okay with never leaving your hometown? And I know there are people that are okay with that. And that is enough for them. And that is them living their sole purpose. And I applaud that 100%. I just, I could very much feel the contrast between what I was feeling and what I felt they were feeling. They were fine. They were content. They were happy. They, they had their whole setup going on. And I was very uncomfortable (laughs) and I knew that. And so I I would say that's the only thing I kind of knew about myself is that I, I'm not meant for this. I knew what I wasn't meant for. And that kind of helped me figure out what I was um, meant for. And I, I couldn't rationalize moving by myself across the country at 20 years old. I couldn't rationalize it, but I didn't, I knew I didn't have to, I knew that my family didn't understand and that was okay. And I did it anyway. And so I think for me, the biggest, one of my biggest values is like, once you know that feeling, you know, that I just talked about that expansive fear, once you can tune into that feeling, you know, that it's safe to trust it. For me, I knew it was safe because I did it. I knew I could come home at any time, but I wasn't going to, I knew that I had a safety net that I was never going to use. And so it helped me to step into the unknown in that way. So that when I did do that, anything else that came up after with that feeling attached to it was like an easy, maybe not easy, a simple. Yes. It was a simple. Yes. We'll figure it out. Let's just make it happen. Um, so I think probably one of the biggest values or the biggest, yeah, biggest rules or values that I live by is just don't ignore that feeling. Cause once, once you have it, you, it's never going to steer you in the wrong direction ever, ever, ever. And I try to teach my clients that in the best way that I know how, I think we can all kind of relate to that feeling in some way. Maybe we haven't taken action with it, but we know what it feels like. Maybe we think back at the times where we could have, and we did not And I wouldn't necessarily say that's a regret either. I would just say, you know, well, now you know what it feels like. So it's going to happen again. It's going to happen again. That's the beauty of it. So what are you going to do when it does happen again? And, and I, I hope that I'm really effective or, or I hope that that's get, that gets through to my clients because it's one of the biggest, biggest, um, gifts that we've been given is that GPS. And that's kind of what I help people do anyway, is just listen to their inner GPS. You already have it. It's already there. It's installed. It's been talking to you your whole life. We either just forgot to listen or we turned down the volume because of other people or other things. Um, so it's just a matter of turning it back up, you know, you know, that is very beautiful. I like that. That was a good I feel like we should have like some inspirational music montage behind that. (laughs) Like, yeah, well, especially because your voice is like so even tone and like soft spoken. Like today when I was uh, editing the episode that aired today, I was like listening to my commercials versus like your commercials, like the reads that I had done versus the ones that you had done. And Lindsay's reads are like this Ah. and they're very even tone and they're just so relaxing. And then mine's like, whoa, whoa, whoa like all over the place, like all, um, 
what is it like the inflections? Like, I think mm-hmm. my voice has a lot of like inflections and excitement. Yours, like, so even, like, harmonious. I just thought that was hilarious. So, I think funny to put music behind your voice. Yes, it would make a lot of sense. I always feel <laughs> like my, I need to be more enthusiastic with my reads because every time I just, this is how I talk, unless I'm super, super excited. You've heard me where I'm like a chihuahua, right? And I just <laughs> like go up and down like that. But normally, especially if I'm, you know, talking about something vulnerable or whatever it's just my voice is if I well, feel I nervous it goes way down in yeah. that way so I don't think it's a bad thing at all that we're opposite in that yeah. way for sure oh, there's something else I was gonna say I don't remember what it was oh, you well, were talking about how you help your clients well yeah I think the biggest thread of uh commonality between my clients is that ability or lack thereof to listen to their self. You know, we're always seeking outside of us to find the answer and God bless them. Cause I wouldn't have a job if they didn't, but my job is to help you listen in. So my hope is that you don't need a hypnotherapist. You don't need somebody to translate these things for you or to lay out your options for you. Because once you get really good at it, I think you, you, there's always value in having a teammate and having support and having a coach and having something like that. But you know, if, if the, the challenge for you is listening to your intuition, it doesn't have to be a challenge. If you're able to listen to your intuition and would still like an outside, uh, uh, outside source or outside, uh, advice or wisdom added to that, then that's fine. And I think there's a lot of value in that as well. Um, but I would never want anyone to walk away from working with me and still have questions about what and who they really truly are. So basically I'm hearing that best case scenario and I feel the same way about my clients. Like we don't want anyone to have to rely on us or work with us forever. Like we're meant to be in your life in that intimate way for a season, you know, and give you the tools and the processes and the insight so that you become a master and you can go fly right. and be a butterfly mm-hmm. and do it by yourself. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's not to say, you know, I still have clients from like my in-person days when I was doing in-person sessions because they need an hour a week to have all ears and eyes be on them and they can show up authentic and they can just be relaxed and have that, you know, spa, spa day for their mind and just be able to show up exactly as they are without apologies and without second guessing and just they're allowed to be them. And and we don't always get that. So if I can be that for them and, and give them a little relaxation and comfort in the process, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it because gosh, don't we all need that sometimes? So whether or not you have an objective or if you just want to come and be relaxed and, and be able to speak your truth in a way that, you know, you're going to be supported and I'm going to back you. Um, then that's, there's a lot of value in that too, but yeah, exactly. I don't want anyone to ever feel like I cannot get through this life without a hypnotherapist, you know, or without, without a, a coach, because you, you can, that's the goal is that you can, but you, you don't have to do either way. You know, you can use what you know to choose. Yeah. So perfect segue into wrapping up our interview of where can people find out more about you? <laughs> <laughs> How can people work with you and get into Lindsay Robinson's world? All right. So <clears throat> first of all, I um, find the most joy in seeing people one-on-one. It sometimes is 
limiting because I only have so much time in the day and, you know, I fill up very quickly, but if you are interested in one-on-one client work, it's very personal and tailored to you specifically. It's my job to know how you take in information so that I can give you the most success. So it's different than just listening to an audio, which I also provide, but it is different. So if you're interested in one-on-one work, just go to lindsayrobinson.com. There is also, there's a very easy link once you get to that page of applying for, um, one-on-one work. I also have a membership, which is the Align Your Mind Hypnotherapy membership, where you can just access all of my stuff. So I have all my audios, bonus content. I have EFT uh, sessions in there. I have Oracle and tarot card drawings in there. I have toolkits, which are new, and I'm so excited to talk about those. They are different topics. There, It's like a mini bundle for every topic that you could want. So right now that what's in there is Mindset Reset, and that's designed to help you get out of a rut get out of basically like a collection energy. of audios, correct? A colle- the tool it's not, well, it's not just audios. It's a collection oh, okay. of three, two or three, sometimes four audios. And then also in that bundle are some uh, bonus content and mindset practices or uh, courses to help you really hammer home, whatever the topic is. Mindset reset, money makeover, manifestation. Uh, there's a topic for manifesting in there. And then we have two inner healing ones coming very, very soon. So there's a lot that's p- being put in the membership go check that out. Um, also on the website. Um, am I forgetting anything? I have digital courses, you know, just go to the website. (laughs) You'll find everything. And then Instagram is where you'll stay up to date on all my stuff. So that's just Instagram at Lindsay Robinson. And, uh, if you don't know how to spell my name, what are you doing here? First of all, but (laughs) you don't know how to spell Lindsay, not Lind C. Yeah. No D it's Lynn. L-Y-N-N with an S-E-Y. So just look on the website. You'll see it all there. But yeah, I'm I'm everywhere. And, you know, I'm taking over TikTok apparently. So you'll find me there too. It's going <laughs> viral, folks. Well, on that note, we would normally head over to the Patreon. But in the spirit of doing what we said we would do, I think now I am to become the interviewee. The interviewed? Yes. Don't <laughs> introduce yourself. I'll do it. I won't. I won't. All I right. Won't. So uh, when, sh- how much time do we have so I can make sure I keep track? Um, we've been Are going you gonna for keep track? 27 minutes. So we okay. could probably go another 25. Okay. Got it. All okay. right. Well, next up on our show, I have <laughs> the amazing Kelsey Aida. She is my BFF, my soul sister, uh, mother of my children, she <laughs> just kidding. Oh my goodness. Okay. Here we go. I do love your children. <laughs> she is all the things. She's an author. She's a coach. She's a manifestation like expert. She's inspirational. Um, what else am I missing? Is that everything? She's soon to be married, which is wonderful, <laughs> but I, I am so excited to talk to you. Cause I feel like you don't really talk about your coaching that often or what I, you do Honestly, I'm very non-self-promote on the show, but that's only because I really want to like, you know, leave the stage for the guests and we always yeah. get into such juicy stuff. I'm like, oh, there's no time to talk about what I'm doing. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. And that's usually how it goes, but that's why we have this whole episode de- dedicated to it. Um, Kelsey, welcome to the show. Thanks. So excited <laughs> to be here. This is such a fabulous podcast. You guys have great energy, yada, yada. Yada, yada. (laughs) I'm obsessed. Um, Okay. So same questions right back at you. I want people to hear where you come from and how you got into this work and what the work is. So whenever you're ready, just hit us with all the info. 
Yeah. So my story, I'll give like a, I'll give a long one since you gave a long one to give people some fun insight and fun facts about me that maybe you haven't heard on other podcast interviews that I've done. Um, but really it all started in my journey to become a professional ballerina and my whole life growing up in California, mainly in Southern California, I was training to be a ballet dancer. So that was my path, my journey, you know, it's very hardcore, lots of injuries happened. My lifestyle was just like, go to school, eat, sleep, dance. And when I came old enough to start being really serious, like in your teens, you start going away to summer camps, you start like auditioning for companies and things like that. My body was already in so much pain. I had this um, labrum injury in my hip, which still is kind of like a thing today. I just don't notice it because I don't use my hips in crazy ways anymore. And I had to sprain my back from bending too far backwards once. And basically my body was just like, no, we do not want to do this as a career path. So you're going to have to do something else. And in that, I just had like a full-blown identity crisis at the same time. I had just gotten on birth control because I was in my late teens and that was a smart thing to do because I was in love and I wanted to not be stupid. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go on birth control. And of course that backfired hormonally and like sent me into this emotional spiral. And so I couldn't dance because I was injured. I was hormonally fucked basically. And at the same time, I was so allergic to my feelings and I didn't have a lot of intimate connection in my life with others or myself that this created the perfect storm to fall into a deep depression. So I fell into a depression slowly but surely and I kind of got stuck in it for a couple of years. I would say age like 17-ish to 21, I was like really depressed, but I was functional. So I was still able to, you know, um, have a job, go to school after high school, I actually went to beauty school to become a cosmetologist because in the realization that I couldn't do hair, I was just like, what am I going to do with my life? Like, I'm so creative. I want to be an artist, but I didn't want to go to like art school. I didn't want to be a painter necessarily. I didn't want to study like art history and work at a museum. I just didn't know what to do. And my mom was like, hello, this is so obvious because all my life I was the go-to for hair and makeup in the, in the dance world. Like whenever we had competitions or nutcracker or whatever, people would always just come to me for help. Like I was just beautifying everyone all the time. So my mom suggested I try out beauty school and, you know, despite my counselors in high school being like, you should go to a real school. You're so smart. You can get all these scholarships. I was just like, you know, I want to be an artist. Let's try it. It's a year. If I hate it, I can always go to college and study something else. So I went to beauty school and I was basically a hair prodigy and I just stuck with it. It was fun. It was creative. I was on my feet. Um, I was helping people. And of course, I didn't realize at the time how altruistic a part of me is. And so I think that need was expressed through doing hair because you're basically like a therapist, you know, you're holding space for people. You are helping people feel beautiful, feel empowered, feel good. So I kind of just fell into being a hairstylist. And while I was going to school, I was trying to get out of depression. And eventually the way that I did heal from depression was really just like creating an ultimatum with the universe. Like, yo, I need to figure out how to feel good because I could not have just come here to be miserable 
And I didn't used to be miserable, but now I am. So if I'm sick with depression, like I need to heal, I need to get better, like universe help me out, help a girl out. So as soon as I set that intention, I started like meeting the right people and reading the right books and resources and help and podcasts and workshops. And I was able to climb out. I was going to therapy, highly recommend if you're depressed. (laughs) I was seeing a shaman, also highly recommend, you know, it's good to have people who can hold space for you and just guide you through the process. But yeah, eventually when I started feeling better, that's when I became introduced to the law of attraction and manifestation and personal empowerment and positive psychology and how to feel better, how to create your life, how to live with intention. And once those practices started working for me, I was just like, yo, everybody needs to know these things. How about this? I'm going to, I'm going to edit what you just said when you started noticing that it was working for you. Yes. Because let's be real. The manifestation thing is always working. We just don't notice it or we're not attuned to the right thing. So I think that's important and and beautiful for you to be like, listen, once I started noticing this is a game changer. Yeah. So my whole life was turning around. I was feeling better than I'd ever felt even before the depression. And I was just like, man, I'm going to be an author. (laughs) I was just like decided like, I'm going to be the next Deepak Chopra. I want to write books that are going to help empower people, inspire people. And I feel that quality of life is the most important thing. And anyone who's ever been suicidal will tell you that like, without having a good quality of life, you're literally willing to take your own life. Therefore, survival is not the most important thing to people thriving and having a yeah. good experience in life, having a rich, full life is most important, which could lead me on another side tangent that I'm getting pulled into psychically, but I will not fall into the abortion trap. So we are not going to go there. Oh my but gosh. basically I decided I wanted to be the next Deepak Chopra and write books that was going to help people. So I didn't have an audience So then I was like, well, I'm not going to write these books in vain for no one to read them. So I started a blog and I was writing about, you know, healing your anxiety, healing your depression, manifesting, raising your vibration. Um, The self-love came later, but really it was just KelseyAida.com was just an inspirational blog. So I was just blogging away, building an email list so that when I wrote my first book, hashtag actually I can, the art of affirming yourself to greatness that people would buy it and read it. So that's really what happened. And then from there, it just blew up over the years because this was like seven years ago, maybe that I started the blog, I think six to eight years ago. I don't know exactly when, but it took me like a year of articles and then I published my first book. And then now it's just evolved into coaching, retreats, more books, this podcast, And it just kind of has blossomed over time, but all with the same message of like inspiring people, encouraging them to follow their dreams and just putting out their tools and practices that have helped me to live my best life, create an amazing experience and just have a good time here on earth because you didn't just come here to be miserable, which is what I learned when I had depression. I was like, there's no way, like there has to be more than just this. And so 
now I basically help people through their emotional stuff, help them love themselves. I mean, there's a whole part two to the story of like the twin flame fiasco and all that, how that made me like a radical self-love teacher. But yeah, that's kind of my story in a nutshell. How did you sleep last night? If you answered anything other than amazing, which is how I slept last night and I'm about to tell you why, then tune in because I have a super awesome product that I'm going to recommend to you guys. It will change your life for the best. What are they? They are cozy earth sheets. Oh my gosh. I slept like a baby last night and I have been every night thanks to cozy earth because they are literally the softest, most luxurious, best temperature regulating sheets on the planet. It's literally like sleeping on a cloud, you guys. I cannot rave enough. And also Jeffrey is obsessed. He was like, where'd you get these sheets? These are amazing. I was like, I don't know. If you don't believe me, Cozy Earth has been featured on Oprah's most favorite things for the last four years in a row. So crazy. So obviously Oprah's a fan. I'm a fan because they're made from super soft viscose from bamboo, cozy earth sheets breathe. So you can sleep at the perfectly regulated temperature all year round. And with thousands of five-star reviews, including mine and Jeff's, it's no wonder that Cozy Earth sheets have become the bedding of choice for interior designers and celebrities. Cozy Earth even offers a 100-night sleep trial, which means you have up to 100 nights to sleep on it, wash it, try it out. And if you're not completely in love, just send it back for a full refund. Cozy Earth products are designed to last as well, which means you can rest easy, pun intended, knowing that there's a 10-year warranty. Cozy Earth sheets now also come in four awesome colors for you to check out. So I highly encourage you to go to CozyEarth.com slash in because our audience can now save 35% on Cozy Earth bamboo bedding. You guys, this is a steal, 35%. Go to CozyEarth.com slash V-I-B-I-N. Hurry because this offer will end soon. That's CozyEarth.com slash Vibin, CozyEarth.com slash Vibin. So what, I think we went through this, how you help people and what you actually do, but can you go a little bit more into like, why do people need someone like you? How about that? Yeah. So I guess I'll break it down via like the modalities that I help. So I feel like with the books, they're very much transmissions and I download them and put them on the pages and then they get downloaded into your system as you read them. So there's four books. <laughs> they all have different, um, you know, topics. Yeah. The first two are about affirmations and how to use them in a really gentle, authentic way, because the whole fake it till you make it thing doesn't work as we've mentioned many times on the show. So hashtag actually I can and affirmations for happiness are both affirmation books. And then the last two books that I've written are letters to the universe, which is a manifestation journal. So you can get jiggy with it, get down in the journal, do some writing, some scripting, because that's like my favorite way to manifest. And then the next one that just came out probably before this aired is my pocket guide to manifestation, which has a bunch of manifesting practices, exercises, rituals, 
Um, so far, none of the books are super wordy or super booky. They're all kind of like experiences, but through the books, it's really a lot of transmission, guidance, and inspiration. And then with my coaching practice, I never wanted to be a coach. So let me just throw that out there. It was so like weird how it happened. <laughs> I really thought in my naive logical brain that like, okay, I can help so many more people from writing books because millions of people can read my books, but like, I can't work with millions of people. And you know, the same stuff comes up in sessions or questions. So like, if I just write a book about it, maybe that's more valuable. But as I've come to learn, obviously one-on-one -on -one work is very transformative and deep and different from books. And it all started because I started hosting radical self-love retreats when I was starting to become a self-love teacher. And for the first retreat, I offered a bonus of coaching after the retreat. So that way people wouldn't just go home and be like on their own after a week of bliss in paradise. Like they would have someone to hold their hand and like integrate what you've learned into your real life. So one of my retreat guests, we had to work together for the four weeks extra, which I offer at all my retreats. And she, after the four weeks, she was like, oh, we just can't stop working together. Like, this is too good. Like I'm noticing too many good changes in my life. Like I feel so much better. I am so different, like from this work, like, can we please keep working together? And I was like, I mean, if you want to pay me, then yes, <laughs> I'm open to being your coach. Like, sure. And so she basically like, I don't know, popped my coaching cherry and like made me a coach. <laughs> for lack of a better terminology. Oh my God. So without having the intention of coaching people, I just fell into it and the right people always find me at the right time. And it's hard to say exactly what goes down in a session because it's very intuitive and very tailored. And I wouldn't, I don't like the word life coach because it sounds like someone who tells you what to do with your life, which I'm not about. Right. <laughs> I would call myself more of like, a professional space holder, a manifestation guide, someone who can help you release blockages and dig into your blind spots, um, a next level coach. Like, I don't know exactly what the word is that I do, but we've really, been talking about this for like a year and a half. I and still haven't still. decided what to call myself, honestly. Just call yourself all the things. I love all of those and they all sound great. So <laughs> yeah, there's no real like couple words to like set it up, but Really, my coaching sessions involve a lot of healing work, a lot of self-lovery, a lot of manifestation, a lot of untangling blockages, releasing resistance, getting into those blind spots and figuring out what's holding you back, how you're holding yourself back, things you can do different. So really, I'm just guiding people to their highest timeline in ways that are really gentle and effective, I guess is the best way to describe what I do. Um, but usually people come to me like when they're also seeing a therapist and I'll be like a complimentary person yeah. on their support team, or if they're trying to manifest something and it hasn't been happening, or if they're just like really ready to get serious about their self-love journey and they know that like, okay, I need to love myself more, but I don't know how. And I think I have a gift for helping people see themselves through the eyes of source and like connecting them to their own self-compassion into their higher self so that they can see themselves through that lens. And then there's nothing not to love. Everything you hated about yourself becomes something you can have compassion and understanding for. And that creates so much healing and raises your vibration so high that everything else becomes like so easy. Love it. 
Yeah. I was going to ask you something and I don't remember what it was. <laughs> um, um, well, we I asked are, you. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say we are very much alike in a lot of ways. We're very different in a lot of ways. I right. never wanted to be an author. Never. I'm, I'm still not an author, but I know that I want to be in eventually. I never wanted ever to do a podcast. That was all you, girl. Um, we are alike in a lot of ways. We are very different in a lot of ways. Uh, we should, at the end of this episode, tell people kind of how we came together because it's quite the story. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, what do you what do you want to tell people? Like, what is your biggest advice for people? Big question. My biggest advice for people. I guess my overall umbrella theme message of my work is to live your best life, right? That's obvious. Go for your dreams. But in that, like it's doing the healing work and the resistance releasing and the self-lovery and knowing your values and knowing your preferences. And it's just like the self-exploration journey that can help you get there. Yeah. Because without knowing yourself, how can you end up on your highest path? How can you be happy and joyous when you don't know what that is for you? So really, I guess I'm all about self-exploration, self-love, self-discovery, self-empowerment. And in that, like your whole life starts to line up. So that's kind of my thing these days, I suppose. Know thyself. <laughs> yeah, well, the best advice I can say is like, yeah, know yourself and honor yourself. Because it's one thing to like find out information about what you like and don't like, what you prefer, what you value. But if you don't have the courage to act on that information and change your life, you're actually going to end up in more pain than you were before. <laughs> so yeah. know thyself, have courage, take action, and just know that you are a magical creature who can heal from anything, create anything, feel any way that you want to feel. That's my message for today. <laughs> I think, um, you know, there's that saying where it's impossible to know yourself and not love yourself, right? Like once yeah, you, and it, it definitely ties into your self-love work as well. I don't think you can fully love yourself without knowing yourself. And I don't think you can know yourself and not love yourself. <laughs> yeah. It's it do go hand in hand. Because understanding is what leads you to the love. Yeah. Right. So let me give a super practical example. For me, there's a part of me that's very anxious and always has anxiety. I used to hate this about myself. I used to hate the part of me that was anxious because it was making me feel bad. Right. I was feeling uncomfortable having anxiety all the time. But upon getting curious and understanding why it was there, why it was a part of me, I learned that the anxious part of me is trying to protect me from having to worry in real life. <laughs> So she told me, instead of you having problems in your outer circumstances to worry about, I'm just worrying hypothetically on every circumstance so that you can avoid having to really worry. And not that I agree with that approach, but just in understanding that this part of me is trying to help me, it loves me, it doesn't want me to suffer. That was all I needed to understand about it in order to love it and be able to integrate it and take it in and feel whole. And on top of that, my anxiety is much less of a problem than it was before. Did it go away? No. Do I have a good relationship with it now? Yes. Am I still improving that relationship? 100%. 
but the understanding will always lead you to compassion and love. But sometimes it's hard to understand without the right, you know, guidance or asking the right questions. So I think that's like where I would come in as a coach or like a self-love facilitator. And I have a really, really quick, I have a really fun, I don't know if it's fun. I have a, I have a challenge for everybody listening. What is one thing that you, uh, I don't want to say hate about yourself, but what's one of those challenges within you that you recognize and what would change for you if you were able to understand and show compassion for it? Again, don't have to take action. Just ask those questions. What's one thing that if I understood it better would change everything for me? Um, something to play around with. Okay, Kel. So we've gone through your story. We've gone through how you help people, (laughs) what you do, why you do it. Um, advice for people. We got five minutes left. What do you want to tell people? (laughs) Did we talk about the second, the, uh, the twin flame thing, or would that take longer than five? No, I can, I can briefly go into it. So my second dark night of the soul after the depression was the Brazilian storm that I do not say his name. I just call him. Have the you Brazilian ever storm. called it that? I've never heard you call it that. <laughs> I just call it that sometimes when I tell the story, because basically I met what I would call my twin flame. And I would describe our soul contract as one of learning unconditional love the hard way <laughs> and the fastest way possible. So basically I ended up in this super romantic, passionate twin flame relationship where we were so in love. It was so fiery, but of course it was like that up and down, like fast burn. And in that relationship, he was always like making fun of me, being mean to me. Oh, I love you so much. Oh, you're ruining my life. You're an earth angel. You're the reason why I have no friends, like just back and forth, just putting me down, loving me so much. Like it was very confusing experience for me. And eventually he just left. (laughs) He just left me and went back to Brazil, which created a huge abandonment wound for me because we didn't know a lot of people in the city where we were living at that time. So it was like us against the world type of energy. And in the relationship and in the abandonment and in the healing work that I had to do after that fiasco is the best word for it, honestly. I really learned how to love myself. And I realized that that relationship, he had a lot of issues with anxiety, paranoia, depression, suicidal, sadness, all the things that I had suppressed within myself. So the kicker, the law of attraction of this all was that I had attracted my perfect mirror and the universe was trying to show me like, if you can love this effed up person as much as you do, why can't you love the parts of you that are just like that? And the reason why I had to end up with him was because I couldn't love the parts of me that were like that. And I needed to love those parts of me. And the only way that that was going to happen was through an outside beautiful package with a six pack. Okay. <laughs> and then the six pack and the tattoos and the gorgeous tan did not hurt the situation. And the accent. Don't forget the accent. Oh, don't forget the accent. Yeah. So all that to say, my worst parts were packaged into the prettiest package. And I just loved him so much, even through all his pain, all his flaws, all his problems. And I wanted to be with him. And I think that was just like me wanting to love myself and wanting to be with those parts of myself. So that's what I learned from the relationship. And then in healing from it, I learned that I could feel any degree of pain without dying, (laughs) 
honestly, because I was like so heartbroken. You think you're going to die when you're like that heartbroken and that abandoned and that alone. And when I didn't, when I learned that I could feel my feelings and nothing bad would happen to me, that I would actually experience relief on the other side of these heavy feelings. That's when I really was like, oh, emotional processing is huge. Being with my emotions is huge. And being emotionally resilient is like one of the coolest things you can do in life because then you're not scared to live your life at all. Like we've said on the show a million times, like when you're not afraid to feel your feelings, you become unstoppable because you don't have to live your life running from pain or trying to avoid heartbreak or disappointment. You can just go for it knowing that you have your back and no matter what happens, you're a freaking emotional badass who can heal from anything. So yeah, that was kind of the twin flame fiasco in a, in a little nutshell, but really that was what catapulted me to create Radical Self-Love, my online course, and the retreats are a lot centered around holding space for yourself, emotional processing, not making things mean bad things about you, um, and a lot of women who come have either been divorced or in um, you know hard relationships or toxic situations, and it's just really healing to go through the healing process with other women who are on a similar journey and just like yeah. get where you've been. Yeah. I, th- I think it's so important that you mentioned the resilience that comes from knowing that no matter what, you're going to be fine, you know, and, and it feels impossible at the time, but when you're over it or when you're through it, rather, it's like, Oh, well, I could handle anything. And that just adds such another level that you didn't even know was possible of self-love and self-appreciation because now you're beginning to see how powerful you are. Now you're beginning to see the true breadth of your of your uh, expansion and your your light in, in a sense. So I, th- I like that you said that and I wanted to touch on it one more time in case anybody missed it. You are <laughs> resilient. And if you've never been tested before, you're still resistant. And if you have been tested and you made it through, holy crap, look at you go. Um, <laughs> Great job. Great job. <laughs> Good you know, job I for wonder, surviving and thriving. I do, I do wonder because usually, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to put anyone down or I, I definitely don't want to bash anybody. And I don't think that's what I'm doing, but I do wonder because most of the time when you have that kind of, I'm not diagnosing, but it sounds kind of narcissistic. It sounds kind of definitely toxic, you know, the way that you were treated they they don't let go uh, qu- quite as quickly as you'd think. So I wonder sometimes if he does listen to you speak on this podcast. <laughs> that would be hilarious. All the way, all the way where he is. <laughs> I don't in, think he does. I think in he's the world. Scared. I think he knows that he did wrong and is probably like scared of me in a sense. But um, yeah, I feel I feel bad for narcissistic people because I know that they're just in survival mode, like yep. to an extreme. So they when not excusing any mode, behavior, we are not excusing any behavior. Right. We're However, not excusing it, but we are understanding it. Yeah. AKA still loving them unconditionally, but you don't I'm, have to relate to them unconditionally. Okay? Yeah. You don't have to be in relationships with these people, but we can have compassion because people go into narcissistic bubbles when they feel unsafe, which is exactly what happened in the pandemic. Everyone got to themselves. Everyone viewed everyone else as a threat. It was every man for themselves. I mean, that's what the powers that be wanted divide and conquer in that way. Like everyone's going to go into their narcissistic survival bubble and no one's going to work together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Random side note, but yeah, (laughs) we were, um, 
we were watching a movie. I was watching a movie with the kids and there's always a villain, right? There's always a villain and a good guy, especially in kids' movies. And whenever the villain gets embarrassed, I will say, right? Or like they have that moment of the hero comes back and, and gets redemption and, and the villain is like embarrassed or, or defeated, but mostly embarrassed. Anytime anyone is embarrassed, even in a movie, I am just like secondhand embarrassment to the max. I'm like, I feel so bad for this villain. And my kids are like, what? Like, look, I'm just a compassionate. I don't want to see anyone go through humiliation on that level or any kind of like pain because I'm just that way. And I think that you can, you can hold space for how someone is feeling and also not excuse their, their actions and also want to hold them accountable, but at the same time, you know, feel for them in that way. Cause I, I just, it hurts me to see people go through that, you know? Um, so again, we're not excusing anything. People need to be held accountable for their actions and understand that what they do has consequences and be empathetic because we we're all just trying to get through life. You know what I mean? Whether you are wanting to manifest more financial freedom, more happiness, more inner peace, a juicy love story for yourself and another, vibrant health, beneficial relationships, I have got you covered in my brand new book, book number four, that's right, My Pocket Guide to Manifestation. And in this cute little book, I share with you all of my favorite tips, tricks, techniques, rituals, exercises, and practices for manifesting all the things. Of course, I've included all my favorite resistance releasing exercises because as we know, that is key. That's not actually taught in a lot of manifestation books out there. So go check it out. My Pocket Guide to Manifestation. I will link to it in the show notes. Have fun manifesting. Grab yourself a book, My Pocket Guide to Manifestation. Yeah, it's what it's what I just said and what we always say on the show, like unconditional love can be separate from unconditional relating. Okay, you can have boundaries in relationships, you can have no relationship with someone, but you can still love them from afar, <laughs> unconditionally, very, very far still, away, very, 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 very far, <laughs> like different continents away, you can still send love and compassion and appreciation and healing don't mean you have to be dating them no more. That's for sure. <laughs> right, 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 right. It's like that whole, I'm not, I'm not religious, but it's that whole idea of like, I'm gonna pray for you. <laughs> I'm gonna be over here. I'm, I'm gonna pray, pray for, you. for you far, far away. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh. So that's the yeah. difference between unconditional love and unconditional relating. You're welcome for planting that seed in your mind because I hope you use it to your advantage. Cause so many women come, especially like to the retreats and they're like, man, like I know I'm supposed to love people unconditionally, but like, how can I love this mother ever who like treated me so bad? Like, am I just supposed to let them bulldoze me? And like, I'm just supposed to be a wet blanket. And I'm like, no, in the 3d, you do not have to have anything to do with them, but you're always going to be connected. So your energetic relationship with them can be a beautiful one. It's just a matter of separating the two, like the physical relationship in quote unquote real 3D life versus like the spiritual relationship. Hey girl, I'm playing around with, with this right now because the biggest problem I have with what you're saying is the word love. Like I do not want to even attribute that word to some people in my past. And I'm thinking of one in particular where like, even if I were to float up out of my body and just be pure soul energy and see his pure soul energy, I think I would want to set it on fire. 
<laughs> well, that's, that's a joke. Too. That's a joke. That's a joke. Kind of, kind of a joke. But, well, but I, I do understand that. Like some, some people have just created a wound so deep that, as a human being in three D reality, I don't know that if that is maybe the right word for me to use, but I can definitely, I, I love the word empathy. I love the word compassion. I can yeah, show it could be the word understanding, compassion, acceptance. I can swap yes. it. All the words I, I, you know, love might be a little too dramatic for me, but I'm also, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I have, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you know the story that I'm thinking of, but girl. I don't think I do. This sounds heated. <laughs> this sounds like something we need to talk about on private FaceTime conversation. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe even on Patreon if if I feel very, very brave. But um, yeah, there's just, and I know we all probably have people like that where it's hard to really attribute that word to some people, especially if they have gone out of their way to cause you pain or what what seems like gone out of their way to cause you pain or or whatever. Uh, so yeah, maybe, maybe if you're, if you're like me and you're listening and you're not as evolved as Kelsey, <laughs> you can just say, maybe love is not the right word right now. Maybe just, um, you curiosity. know, understanding Start curiosity. curiosity. I wonder why they're so fucked up. <laughs> I wonder what inspired them to be so mean to me. How yeah. could someone become like this? And, I and, and know. one of my favorites, you know, separate from them, because it's never about them. It's about you. Right. So what did I take from the situation? Why did I need that in my life at the time that I did? What, uh, you know, explore it in that way. And instead of, you know, there's, there's lots of different ways. And yeah, I think and with how can you rewrite the story to your benefit? What was my part in this? Cause we all have a side of the street to clean up. Don't we, even in the worst situations, what, what I need, I think it was Jennifer Aniston who, when she was going through her breakup with Brad Pitt was going to therapy and like, how could he do this to me? And she was able to help to better understand through therapy that she had her side of the street and his side of the street. Right. And we all have to clean up our own side of the street. We both had participation. Um, and what was mine, you know, even seemingly small, what was my participation in this? And that, when I read that was very helpful for me because I, you can't help, but attribute it to your relationships and everything you've been through and, and ask the same questions. What was my part in this and how can I better myself from this situation? It's always about you. You're the star of the show, girl or boy, who's ever listening. <laughs> you're the star of the show. So you, you, you're able to better yourself in every situation, I think. And we almost have a responsibility to. If what we would can. you say to the people who are really mad about what you just said, as far as like people who are very traumatized from like really, really bad things happening to them? Like, okay, breakups suck, but like people who have been raped or like their son gets murdered or when those things happen, do you think that people still need to ask themselves like how they played a part in it? No, I'm talking more about relationships. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about like hard traumatic relationships. Um, I have a lot of traumatic relationships in my life that now on the other side of it, if I was still in the trauma, it would be impossible, I think, to see it. But yeah. now that I've done the work and been gone on the other side, it's easier for me to see that it was, it was for me. It was for me, not to me. Um, now, look, I'm not going to get and I'm not going to put my God hat on and pretend to be God and, and, or the universe or the divine and say that everybody who goes through trauma is being served in some way, even served. though 
even though they kind of are, I'm not going to expect anyone, anyone to be where I'm at. My path is my path. And I take from my path, what I take from my path, you take from your path, what you take from your path. It is not my responsibility or my business, what you do with the information that you're given. Uh, I can only speak from my own experience and the experience that my clients have been able to um, come to in their work you know, whether it's with me or someone else. And, and usually from that higher perspective, if you're able to take it when, and if, um, that it, that the tapestry of life is so intricate and the things that are working out on your behalf are so many and so profound and expansive that you really can't help, but see every experience as something happening for you. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Said. I liked the tapestry of life part. It was very poetic. <laughs> uh, I'm feeling poetic today, I guess. I mean, would you agree? Do you think that in your situations and your relationships and experiences that eventually maybe you can come to the idea that it's working out for you? Yeah, I think it depends like how bad the thing was that hurt you or how traumatic it was and how long it takes you to come to that place of peace or not peace, but maybe just acceptance and using it as a form of empowerment. And I think that comes down to the stories that we create around it and what we make it mean. Like we could make this bad thing that happened to me mean that I suck at law of attraction and I attracted this horrible circumstance, or we can make it mean that, you know, some people are just bad and I was a victim of this circumstance and, you know, wrong place, wrong time, but I'm not going to let it stop me from living my best life that's a really different narrative. So I think it's all about, you know, redirecting the stories and the narratives so that no matter how bad something that happened to you was, it can become a small stone of empowerment and show you how resilient you are and how you can survive anything and how you can come out the other side a better person. Yeah. Literally, if nothing else, if you can think of nothing else from your bad experiences, resilience is always one of them. If you can think of nothing, did I say nothing bad? I meant nothing good. If you can think of nothing good to come out of any experience that you have, resilience is always one of them. Forget the ability or the option to forgive and feel that for yourself is one of them. Anyone who's having trouble with this concept, I would highly recommend, cannot recommend it enough. Um, the This book called The Little Soul in the Sun. It is a children's book, but it's it's said in such a beautiful way. It's said in such a delicate way that anybody going that's in the middle of a trauma or maybe going through a trauma or being triggered by trauma can, it's a nice, quiet, gentle approach to this idea versus like, you're going to be better, deal with it. You know, like, it's a much different, different approach. And I cannot recommend it enough for your kids, for yourself, for anybody you come across. It's one of the most absolutely beautiful books when it comes to, um, just being and, and knowing what it is to be human and and what it is to be a soul. Right. So, uh, yeah, look into it. It's great. I'm not going to give any spoilers, but it's one of the best books I've ever read. And that's including adult books. Cute. Yeah. I like it's it. great. It's really great. Oh, should I cue where people can find me or do you want to do it? <laughs> I'll let you, oh, you, you can tell them where to find you, but I'll ask you. Yes. You I don't know. It's it really loud where I am. So Kelsey, <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for all the information. I'm sure people cannot wait to reach out to you. I don't know why I'm doing this. Why are you talking in a weird robot voice? <laughs> I'm trying to be like Sally, Jesse, Raphael. Did anybody know where she, who she is? Ricky Lake? No, Oprah. Anyway, 
Kelsey, how can people find you? Where can they get all the goodness that you have to offer and better their lives through uh, your avenues? You're funny. Okay. So you can pretty much find everything at KelseyAida.com. You can find a lot of my books in the bookstores. If you go in there and type my name, um, same thing, you know, with Amazon, Barnes and Noble, if you just type my name, all my books will come up. And as far as working with me one-on-one, I'm always accepting the right new clients at the right time. So if you have felt called, you can go to KelseyAida.com. I believe it's slash coaching, but if you just see the menu, it's there to apply. And then um, retreat coming up in October. I, d- I don't know how many more of these I'm going to do or if I'm going to change the theme. It kind of feels like it's evolving. So if you want to come to a radical self-love retreat, this is probably one of your last chances. Um, October 12th to 17th. So you can apply for that at calciaida.com slash retreat. And yeah, I would just say get on my email list because I'm always putting blurbs of inspiration there, letting you know when new books are coming out, what I'm working on, things like that. And of course, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, at Kelseyaida everywhere. But I would say Instagram's probably my favorite platform. I'm always Instagram's dropping some bomb nuggets on Instagram. So yeah, watch my stories there. Yay, Kelsey, Yay. thank you so much for being on High Vibe in It. The listeners are going to love everything you have to say. I'm so glad you graced us with your presence. And the end. The end. <laughs> do you That's- see why I don't do these? <laughs> I, oh my god for anyone I'm, that's ever wondering why kelsey introduces the episodes or why she says goodbye to people is because i literally don't uh, know what to say you just said it i lose words but anyway um that's our interview of each other i hope you guys enjoyed it <laughs> this and is one of my favorite episodes hopefully you can feel a little bit closer to us now that you know more about us and understand us better and why we're here and how we love to help you so yeah we're here for you guys Every week, like Lindsay said, even when we're on break, we're not really, well, I'm usually not really on break because I just put the episodes out every week because I can't like do them all in like one week. It's so much, you guys. But basically, we love you and we are really thankful that you're here with us every week. Thanks so much for tuning into the show and being a part of our High Vibe Net community. Make sure if you're loving this episode or any episode to subscribe. Every week we're coming out with new content for you guys. And you can also join our email list. So lindsayrobinson.com, kelseyaida.com. We send email reminders every week about the episodes if you want to be also in the loop that way. And be sure to connect with us on social at lindsayrobinson and at kelseyaida. And of course, if you guys want to join the Patreon to get bonus content, extended episodes on video and exclusive hangouts and things that we only give to our VIPs, you can join at patreon.com slash high vibe. You can start for as little as three bucks a month. So super easy, super quick and super fun to be there. Also leave us a review. If you guys love this episode or any of our episodes, go tell us about it in the reviews and share with a friend that needs it. We love you guys. We'll see you next week and have a great one. 